1: It means that it's difficult on one end, to measure the potential, the size of the market. On the other end, it means it's unlimited. It's potentially unlimited because this product, in essence, they are not needed. They are, I would even say, they are totally useless. You don't need another tie. You don't need another suit.
2: Is luxury a scam? Are luxury goods better made, have better style, or simply too expensive for common folk like us to afford? Is that what luxury is all about? I'm Jim Grinstead, and today on Scams and Cons, we're talking about luxury, what it means, and whether you can live a life of luxury without bankrupting your child's college fund. Back in 2012, a guy named David Price stole luxury living. He snooped around luxury hotels and identified people who were planning to check out soon. He would call the front desk, pose as the person, and say he'd like to extend his stay. The front desk would ask if he'd like to keep the expenses on his credit card, and, of course, the answer would be yes. It would then be just a matter of getting a duplicate key, then kick back and order room service to his heart's content, or charge meals at the hotel's restaurants to his room. Since hotels are designed to be hospitable, especially those in the luxury categories, they rarely question a guest's request. John Law caught up with Price, and his next residence did not come with posh pillows and heated bath towels. I'm a summer guy. I'll be on the porch, enjoying a cool drink and reading. Doesn't get any better, unless someone else does the cooking. I'm not going to spend the day in fresh air only to eat processed foods. If I'm not eating fresh, I'm wasting one of the best seasons of the year. Fortunately, factor comes to my rescue. They send fresh meals to me that can be cooked up in minutes. I can go back to the porch with a great meal and enjoy the sunset. I'm not into programmed diets. I like the chef's choice meals. But if I wanted keto, protein, vegan, or anything else, they can provide it. Premium meals could include steak, shrimp, broccolini, or asparagus. The meals come prepped and are customizable. You can get add-ons for breakfast, lunch, or snacks. And when I head out on vacation, Factor will pause my service until I get back. Plus, I love to grill. So I can choose one of Factor's meals during the week and fire up the charcoal on weekends. Be good to yourself. Enjoy the warm weather, great foods from Factor, along with some money-saving discounts I'm about to tell you about. Head to factormeals.com slash scamsandcons50 and use code Cons 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Cons 50 at Factormeals.com slash Cons 50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So if a scammer or con artist wants to steal luxury, what would they take? Expensive cars, expensive watches, jewelry, perfumes. In fact, there's a long list of items that are considered luxury must-haves. But why? Why isn't a top-of-the-line Timex considered less luxurious than a Rolex? The Timex website put its most expensive watches at around $500. That's not cheap, but with some budgeting, most people could put that kind of cash together. Shopping for Rolex watches online, I found one worth $148,000. So if a bottom-of-the-line $40 Timex and a $148,000 Rolex can both tell me it's 4 p.m., where does the luxury come in? I can buy 3,700 inexpensive Timex watches for the price of the Rolex. I can buy a few of those Timex watches and still have plenty of money left for a Cadillac. To understand luxury, we turn to Dennis Morissette of the Essex Business School Masterclass on Luxury Brand Management.
1: If there is only one word you should remember from this presentation, this word is, of course, the word dream. And and that's probably, you know, the most uh, striking or the most interesting part of this this industry, the art of creating dreams, the art of selling dreams. dreams. Dreams, not only for the consumers, (laughs) Dreams for the investors. This industry makes a lot of investors dream. Dream for the employees who think that, you know, working in a sector for which they have some passion, a a real, you know, personal uh, interest in the product will make them more happy. That's a dream element as well. So the dream is everywhere. Of course, initially, about products or services. It means that it's difficult on one end to measure the potential, the size of the market. On the other hand, it means it's unlimited. It's potentially unlimited because these products, in essence, they are not needed. They are, I would even say, they are totally useless. You don't need another tie. You don't need another suit most of the time. You have enough But you like. If you like to dress up or shoes or bags, someone who likes uh, cosmetics, my wife loves cosmetics, there is no limitation to the number of fragrance or skincare creams she can get, she can have, she can receive as a gift. That's the beauty of it. Products which are useless because they do not cater to needs, they cater to dreams. Result, consequence, unlimited market potential. Which is why sometimes, you know, if the brand is really smart, you can see turnover, progressions, which you don't see in most sectors.
2: Now, if a con artist talks you out of your Rolex, what have you lost? Certainly, you've lost the money you spent on the watch, but if you have good insurance, it's likely you'll get that back, and if the watch has appreciated in value, you might even make a profit. The luxury, then, comes from the wailing and crying to their friends that their Rolex was stolen. Their Rolex. Their Rolex. Just the mention of the name tells others that they can toss that kind of money away on a watch that gives them the same information a $40 Timex could provide. Are the buyers the suckers? Or like our episode on art scams, are they people who just love bragging about how they spend their money and can easily laugh at themselves for buying a fake Monet? Or is the con artist someone else? suckers buy dreams. They want to believe that the money they found will make them rich, that the woman they met online wants to marry them, that they're being let in on a surefire way to beat the stock market. But what if the con artists weren't doing anything illegal and they were just as skilled, maybe more so, than those running the scams? What better place to look than real estate agents? You're made be getting ready with dinner while you're
0: just having one of the finest champagnes in a soaking tub with your husband. Imagine waking up every morning to these views. Gabriella, I really see you living here. Tell your husband every morning that this is really where you want to be. You will feel Gabriella It is like going on a journey from the sidewalks of 19th-century-old New York to the sidewalks of Florence. Sit down, Gabriella. It really is a moment for you. Just tell your husband he loves you and he wants you to be happy. I'm sure he will not say no to you if you let him know this is really your first choice. In
2: 2016, When Andy was visiting New York, she took the usual tourist trip to the top of the Empire State Building. As an artist, she was struck by the sheer number of tall buildings around and below her. She realized that the space was out of the reach of most people, especially those who needed affordable housing. So she set out to capture the views available only to the uber-rich and turn them into a book. Friends and real estate agents told her she'd never get into those properties, the agents would require credit checks and to see her passport. But along the way, she met a real estate agent who coached her on how to fake being rich.
3: At the beginning, I didn't know if they would check my passport ever. And actually at some of the properties, they did check it. And I remember back then I got really obsessed by many of these small details that I need to do my nails and I need to have uh, proper shoes, proper bag. In order to do this project, I needed to bring my camera and photograph the view. This made me obviously very unusual in the eyes of the agents, but I also realized that the stranger I act, the more convincing it is that I'm actually a billionaire and I just don't give a shit. I was really, really nervous at this very first viewing. The agent started to ask me if I have a chef, if I have a nanny, if we have private chauffeur, so I just randomly answered yes and no, and all of these answers kind of became part of what Gabriela was.
2: After the long elevator ride to the top, she got to see the views, and they were spectacular. But the story she wanted to tell was about the homeless, those who would never see these views.
3: I think the way poverty is usually portrayed is from the bottom, so talk about homelessness, or you talk about people who cannot afford housing. I think when you see it from this like very top of the sphere, it somehow is also very telling. The buildings that you can see from every single corner of the city are these ultra-luxury real estate, which are not accessible for anyone, really. Apartments and buildings are standing 60 to 70% empty.
2: Clearly, New York was a city with a large surplus of suckers, willing to listen to an agent's story, and happy to hand over millions of dollars. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
3: Go to your happy place for a our-
2: like most tall buildings in most cities the structures are rectangular that allows the building to be designed and serviced efficiently and built for lower costs it also limits the options architects have to entice high rolling suckers
3: so you have always um just some very special type of marble in the apartment that the agents would always highlight.
0: The marble is Siberian, which is now the best on the market.
3: Then you would have the oak floor, which is always the best type of oak floor. And there's like really nothing that would make any of these buildings stand out, to be honest. But it's not really surprising when you realize that it's solely a form of investment most of the cases. So it's really not about living and it's not about having a soul. And it shows. It's really obvious when you are there. One of the most striking things was how agents are trying to always go out of their way to tell me that no one else lives in these buildings, that I'm not gonna have any neighbors. A lot of these billionaire road towers are investments for overseas and local people. So they'll rent them out or they'll just own them, have them sit empty for a number of years, and and resell them. It's a safe investment, it holds value over time, but what that translates to is building, sitting empty. There's a trickle-down effect, so once the hyper-expensive properties become even more expensive, it raises the value of everything else beneath it. I get very often the comment that this project is kind of like a Robin Hood project, in the sense that I'm getting the views which other people or most people cannot see to the public. And it's like being so high up, it's cool. But then it didn't feel good to be there, in a way. Or One of the very big problems of these buildings, they are casting sometimes hundreds and hundreds of meters of shadows, for example, over the Central Park or over other people's, up until then sunny living rooms or just over the streets. And so somehow these buildings that are not even lived in are taking away such natural things from the rest of the city as sunlight.
2: All of this means that the definition of luxury constantly changes. There never used to be marble in middle-class homes in the U.S. Now it's standard, which is crazy because marble is bad on knives and stains and chips easily. But even in the middle class... Luxury has its definitions. It seems that luxury is all about a dream, and the goods themselves may have better materials in construction, but their value is more a matter of marketing than innovation. Which begs the question, how do new luxury items come to market? And what type of marketing is needed for them to enter the luxury category? For that, we go back to Dennis Morissette and his Business Masterclass.
1: Is it possible to create a luxury brand today? Because of course, somehow you have to start somewhere. And these luxury brands, they started somewhere. But the thing is, they were not supposed to be luxury brands. Chanel, which is mo- the most admired brand, you know, she was absolutely not uh, an individual who, which was, who was associated with high class, you know, with aristocracy, royalty. She was a rebellious woman. You know, she was shown, she was, she, was, she was the bad, she was a bad girl, bad woman at the beginning, you know. So, but, but you know, today, of course, luxury brands have history. Actually, you know, a lot of brands have history. Levi's is a fabulous brand, you know. They invented the, the jeans, the real one, the, the, the denim, the, you know, the Levi's. It's, it's authentic. They have a history. There's a book, but Levi's is not a luxury brand. But they have a heritage. So again, it's how luxury brands are using this history, are leveraging on this history in a very special way, which is enhancing their uniqueness. And this uniqueness, this is the art of luxury branding, is conveyed through a sort of limited definition of what the brand stands for. It's called the DNA most people call it the DNA. The DNA as opposed to the brand identity. The brand identity is very vast. All brands in the world have an identity. Luxury brands like to talk about the DNA. The DNA is really about uniqueness. Which brought me to the question.
2: If luxury is little more than the result of good marketing, and selling dubious claims of scarcity or quality to people anxious to buy into that story, is selling luxury items a legal scam where everyone but the sucker knows that most of the price is in the story? If so, then is it a crime to sell a fake Rolex out of the back of a truck when it really is an adequate watch that just happens to have the same name Rolex on the dial? The buyer may never know as long as it accurately tells them when it's four o'clock, and they save thousands of dollars to get that information. Maybe being smart enough to buy the knockoff is the best example of luxury, because it demonstrates that you have the wisdom to reject the notion of spending outrageous amounts of money to determine what time it is when the information is on your phone and on signs all around you. A successful con seduces a sucker into a world where their dreams can come true. Power and great riches are within their grasp. This magic casts a spell that leads its audience to hand over all their money to scammers who vanish before the sucker realizes it was all an illusion. If you enjoy the podcast, please help us out by telling your friends and encouraging them to listen. Scams and Cons is available wherever podcasts are found and at scamsandcons.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Scams and Cons. Lastly, if you could head over to Spotify and leave us a five-star rating, it'd be really appreciated. Spotify listeners are more than half our audience, so it makes a difference. We'll be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening.